Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to First Mover. I'm your host, Dario Opstein, and this is the show where we take the earliest look at every DFS slate. That's right. Week 10 is not even over, and we are here to talk about week 11. Hope you guys all had a very successful DFS day yesterday with week 10. Some very good games with the Vikings and the Bills going to overtime, Cowboys and the Packers going to overtime, three TDs for Christian Watson. So very exciting day of football. Both Miami running backs were able to get there for you if you were playing Mostert or Wilson. Just a very, very good day of football all around. And of course, I'll start the show off with some hits and misses accordingly. Jeff Wilson, like I said, very much got there. Justin Fields was once again the quarterback that broke the entire slate and you had to have him to win anything big. He brought Cole Komet with him very nicely. Another a two touchdown day. For Komet, very encouraging stuff. I think someone was saying he's the tight end. He's a tight end one over the last three weeks. So after the early season concerns with the Bears passing game, Justin Fields has just completely taken off. He's been bringing Cole Komet with him. We also talked about Christian Kirk last week, who had a very nice day with two touchdowns. Very popular run back on Chief Stacks in that game yesterday, and he paid off nicely. But the chief stacks kind of struggled to get there as Patrick Mahomes was throwing touchdowns to a lot of like, I think Noah Gray caught one. And I mean, MVS who we, we like to hype up. He caught a touchdown, but didn't have the biggest day all around. And Donovan Peoples Jones. I'm going to chalk that one up as a hit. I think the, the process was good. He ended up with 99 yards, no touchdown. So he probably wasn't winning you too much money in DFS yesterday, but the process on having him, as a run back for that Dolphins game was very nice. And we also talked a little bit about pivoting to Harrison Bryant um, later on in the week as the it was starting to become apparent that Donovan Peoples-Jones was going to be quite popular in DFS and Harrison Bryant did catch a touchdown. So I think some good calls overall last week. Some of the misses were Broncos stacks. Once again, I, I still can't believe how how much the... Broncos are disappointed. I think they were, they were so cheap in DFS that I think it was tempting to play even just a little bit of them, but Russell Wilson just has not gotten it going. Jerry Judy got hurt and then, you know, just, just nothing going there. Chris Olave had a smaller role than expected. I think he only had five targets yesterday and the saints just kind of didn't show up in Pittsburgh. I'll have to go back and rewatch that game just to see why they failed to put anything together. And then Travis Etienne. Of course, speaking of Jaguars in that Chiefs game, ETN, another very popular run back who didn't get there himself either. He just kind of got got some work on the ground, didn't break off any big runs, and then he caught three passes. We were hoping that trailing would unlock his target ceiling. Three receptions, not bad, not great. So 
that's kind of a quick overview of what happened yesterday. Um, comments are already popping in. It looks like Eno Benjamin was just cut. So that's a uh, big news. He played very little yesterday. So I guess the Cardinals are having a lot of faith in um, in James Conner's health and in Keontae Ingram's ability to be the full-time backup, I guess. Or maybe we'll see when Daryl Williams is able to come back too. Cooper Cup, another big injury from yesterday. They said today he's going to be out for some time. It was the report from from Rappaport? I think it was, but he, you know, unclear whether that means two weeks, four weeks. Um, we'll see what happens. Zach Ertz also done for the year apparently. So tough, tough day with injuries yesterday too. And then let's get into this week's slate. We have, of course, the week eleven to talk about. Only four teams are on by this week, so we have a slightly slightly bigger slate with 11 games. Those teams on by are the Jaguars, Dolphins, Seahawks, and Buccaneers. So get your Tom Brady and your DK Metcalf out of your lineups for this week. And then the 11 games that we will have on the main slate are the Bears at the Falcons, with the Falcons favored by three. And as of now, this is the highest total on the slate with a 50-point total. It's crazy how quickly Vegas and the overall outlook has changed on the Bears offense, but that's going to that should be an exciting game to see that high point total. The Browns play at the Bills, the Bills favored by nine and a half and the over under there is 47. Eagles play at the Colts and the Eagles are favored by seven and a half with an over under of 44 and a half. The Jets play at the Patriots. The Patriots are favored by three and the over under there is only 39. The Rams at the Saints, similar deal. Saints are home favorites by three, over under 39 and a half. The Lions play at the Giants, and the Lions are three-point underdogs, so you have Giants home favored by three, over under there is 46 and a half. The Panthers will be playing at the Ravens. I think it was announced today that P.J. Walker has a high ankle sprain, and Baker Mayfield will be their starting quarterback. Probably not a good thing for the rest of their offense. And the Ravens are favored by 11 and a half. Over under there will be 43. The Commanders play at the Texans. The Commanders are two and a half point favorites. And the over under is 40 and a half. The Raiders are playing at the Broncos. Broncos are favored by two and a half. And the Raiders, it's kind of surprising to see them as underdogs. But the Broncos do have a very good defense, even though their offense has been totally inept lately. The over under there is 41 and a half. The Cowboys play at the Vikings. The Cowboys are favored by one and a half in Minnesota. That's probably one of the more interesting lines of the week. And the Viking, uh, the total there is 47 and a half. We saw the Vikings coming off that big win in Buffalo. We know the Cowboys have a very good defense and they have Dak Prescott back. Their offense has been clicking the last couple games. And then the last game of the main slate is the Bengals at the Steelers. Bengals are five-point road favorites, and the total there is 41. These teams played in week one, and that was that game that went to overtime, and the Steelers barely pulled it out. And this time, the Bengals are favored again in Pittsburgh. Over-under, like I said, is 41. I think the games that stand out just right off the top, definitely Chicago-Atlanta, two teams that are pretty run-heavy, but have just been able to move the ball lately and kind of a interesting game that wouldn't have had this high of a total a month ago the browns and the bills the you know total there's 47 bills offense is just very potent regardless of opponent 
and the Browns defense is just very bad against the run game, somewhat better against the pass game. We'll see what how that will play out. The Vikings and the Cowboys game, of course, is a total of 47.5, one of the higher ones on the slate too. Justin Jefferson turned in an absolutely dominant performance yesterday, and the Cowboys offense, like I said, has been pretty solid lately. The Giants and the Lions, kind of a fringy game for me there too as a as a fourth most interesting game. I think that the you know this is a huge potential spot for Saquon Barkley with the Lions run defense not showing very much this year, but and the Lions just tend to get into shootouts in general, except for when they play the Packers. But that's kind of the overall look of the slate. And we'll just get right into talking about the prices over on DraftKings for quarterbacks. So this slate is pretty good at quarterback. You got Josh Allen at 8,500, Lamar Jackson at 8,400, Jalen Hurts at 8,200, and Justin Fields is climbing up there. He's now the fourth most expensive quarterback on DraftKings. He's 7,600. And then Joe Burrow and Dak Prescott are slightly below that tier at 6,800 and 6,600 respectively. Now that Justin Fields has kind of climbed out of the affordable area, I think that the two quarterbacks who I might be interested in slightly further down would be Daniel Jones at 5,700. Like I said, playing the Lions, pretty favorable matchup. And then Marcus Mariota at 5,500. That's, of course, in the highest total game on the slate. And Mariota, we know, is capable of using his legs to, to get you some fantasy points that way too. At running back, on DraftKings, you get Saquon Barkley leading the way at 8,900. Quite a big jump between him down to Nick Chubb at 8,200. Dalvin Cook at 8,000. Jonathan Taylor at 7,800. Alvin Kamara at 7,600. Josh Jacobs at 7,500. Joe Mixon at 7,400. Miles Sanders is a good ways further down at 6,900, but I'm tempted to include him here just because the Eagles do have a very favorable matchup. I think that part of the thing to think about here is there's no Derrick Henry on this slate. There's no Austin Eckler on this slate and there's no Christian McCaffrey on this slate. So the top, top running backs, it's kind of just Saquon Barkley alone at the top, which, you know, makes for an interesting decision of whether or not to play him in the excellent matchup that he has. And there's actually not too much deep value at running back. Some guys who are slightly below that top tier that I think are intriguing are Cordero Patterson at 6,200. He'll be facing the Bears, of course. David Montgomery is only 6,100. And Khalil Herbert exited yesterday's game with a hip injury. So one or both of those Bears running backs um, could potentially be very interesting if Montgomery has the backfield to himself. And then Michael Carter is only 5,400. He showed a pretty good game before the Jets' bye week. We'll have to see how much more James Robinson is involved, and they are playing a tough Patriots defense. And then Kareem Hunt is only 5,100. We talked about how he's just a good, affordable complement in that Browns offense. Unfortunately, he has been somewhat less involved of late, but I think that Kareem Hunt overall still just a good, talented player, and his price just keeps dropping, so I, I feel like I feel obligated to keep mentioning him. Over to wide receiver here on DraftKings. You get Justin Jefferson at the top. He's 9,100 after his 193-yard game yesterday. He just made so many incredible plays. That was a truly great game to watch. Devontae Adams is 8,700. Stefan Diggs is 8,300. A.J. Brown is 8,000. And C.D. Lamb is 7,500. 
For what it's worth, Cooper Cup is 8,900, but from the sounds of it, he's not going to be playing this week. So if you guys are in seasonal leagues and you drafted Cooper Cup in the first round, you're going to have to be looking elsewhere um, probably for the next couple weeks. And then as usual, there's a very nice wide receiver two tier, starting off with Amon Ross St. Brown at 7,200, T. Higgins at 7,100, Chris Olave at 6,800, Tyler Boyd kind of climbing in here. He's only 6,500. Amari Cooper is 6,400. Gabe Davis, his price is 6,300. Devontae Smith is 6,200. And then Michael Pittman is 6,100. I think that down, as you get further down in those last couple of guys I mentioned, there's a little bit more risk. Obviously, they have had some lower floor games, but are capable of delivering you some very big ceiling games as well. Just below that, you have Terry McLaurin at 5,900 against the Texans this week. So I think he's in a very great spot. And we've seen the rapport that he has with Taylor Heineke has been very strong. They're playing tonight on Monday Night Football. So we'll see how, you know, one more game unfolds for them against the Eagles. Probably not expecting too much. Allen Robinson is 5,600, who I'm mentioning because the likely absence of Cooper Cup should mean a lot more target volume for Allen Robinson at 5,600. It's a pretty good value. Jacoby Myers is only 5,500. He's another one of those guys who we just love the target volume he sees. Adam Thielen is 5,500, and he's currently on a streak of, I think it's three, maybe four games of at least seven targets. No, sorry. It's actually, he's had seven targets in every game, at least seven targets in every game since week two. So Adam Thielen has, you know, in the past, he's been pretty dependent on his end zone, like just finding touchdown variants, but only 5,500 for a guy who you can almost lock in for seven targets. That's pretty good to me. Darnell Mooney is 5,400. George Pickens is 5,200. He didn't do too much through the air, had that rushing touchdown yesterday, but I think we can expect his role to continue growing. Drake London is 5,100. Garrett Wilson is 4,900. Garrett Wilson went over 100 yards the last time the Jets played the Patriots, and he'll be facing them again. Jahan Dotson kind of... We're taking a bit of a slightly one tier further down. There's three more names that I want to present to you guys. Jahan Dotson is only 4,400. He's making his return from injury tonight. So the pricing algorithms, I think, are maybe underestimating him here. Paris Campbell is only 4,300. He had a very nice game yesterday. And Nico Collins is only 4,100 coming off of a 10 target game yesterday. So some very interesting names way down there on the DraftKings prices, at least. Over at tight end, there's kind of a top three of Mark Andrews at 6,800, Dallas Goddard at 5,600, and TJ Hawkinson at 5,300. A little bit below these guys, I really like Dalton Schultz at 4,300. He's been more involved in the offense since the return of Dak Prescott, and we have known since last season that he and Prescott have a really good rapport. Cole Komet, only 4,100, coming off of his huge game, of course. Tyler Higby is only 4,000. His price has dropped quite a bit. We know that his target volume has been declining, but I think that with the Cooper Cup injury that we you know anticipate having a good effect or not, not a very bad effect on the Rams offense, but a good effect on Higby's target volume makes him interesting. David Njoku is only 3,900. Greg Dulcich is 3,800. He had his first kind of mediocre game yesterday, but he's still still playing a big role in his offense. Would expect that to continue. 
Foster Moreau is 3,700, and he scored a touchdown, stepping in for Darren Waller again yesterday. Waller, of course, went on the IR last week, so it's going to be at least three more games of Foster Moreau, if not more. I mean, we haven't seen Darren Waller in weeks. And then Isaiah Likely is only 3,600. If we see Mark Andrews miss another game, I'll probably be playing plenty of Likely. And then Dawson Knox, 3,200. I think that I, I was surprised. I think his price has even gone down even though he was still pretty involved yesterday, he's got a solid role in that Bills offense, and we know that they're going to score a ton of touchdowns. So I think Dawson Knox at 3,200 is a pretty solid play. The defenses, there's some heavy favorites at the top, of course. The Ravens leading the way. They're 4,000 against the Baker Mayfield-led Panthers. Eagles are 3,900 against the Colts. Bills are 3,800. They'll be playing the Browns offense. Patriots 3,700 against the Jets, and then the Giants are 3,600 against the Lions, which I think is interesting because that game could potentially get high scoring. But some defenses that I like a little bit cheaper, the Saints are only 3,000 against the Rams, who again, like we've mentioned, Cooper Cup's absence will probably really limit the Rams offense, and the offensive line has been so bad regardless. They've already been a favorable matchup for fantasy defenses. And the Rams are also only 2,900 playing against the Saints, who we've seen are just very good at turning the ball over this year, apparently. (laughs) So I think both defenses are very much in play in that game. Cowboys defense is only 3,200 here on DraftKings. And I think that against Kirk Cousins and the Vikings offense, they have a good chance to generate a bit of pressure. And we even saw in a great game yesterday for the Vikings, Cousins still threw two interceptions. So I think the the Vikings could potentially have some trouble against the Cowboys front seven, and they're only 3,200. And then if I'm going to be digging a little deeper, I think that the Texans are kind of the best bargain defense way at the bottom. They're only 2,400. They'll be playing the Commanders, of course, who, you know, still starting Taylor Heineke, still lots to worry about on that offense. I expect them to get pushed around by the Eagles tonight, so we'll see kind of how that outlook shapes up but i think the texans are the go-to cheap defense of the week now of course i've got you guys a sample lineup here i decided to go with a cowboys double stack i think that like i said dak prescott is looking pretty good lately and so i stacked him with cd lamb and dalton schultz dalton schultz being fairly affordable makes that very nice cd lamb of course had like 35 ppr points yesterday maybe a little more so just I really like that double stack there. Running it back with Thielen, who I mentioned, is a great value and is getting consistent target volume. And then I've got a skinny stack from the Washington-Houston game of Terry McLaurin with Nico Collins. Like I've said, Nico Collins, I think, is egregiously underpriced. And then the rest of the pieces in this lineup are Miles Sanders, Cordero Patterson, and the Saints defense. So to give you guys that lineup from top to bottom, We've got Dak Prescott at 6,600, Miles Sanders at 6,900, and Cordero Patterson at 6,200, CD Lamb at 7,500, along with Terry McLaurin at 5,900, and Nico Collins at 4,100, Dalton Schultz at 4,300, Adam Thielen at 5,500, and the Saints defense at 3,000. I'm noticing, at least when I was building these lineups on, on Monday of this week, I think there's very little kind of cheap running back value this week and you're going to want to at least pay up a little bit if not pay up big time for those running backs I think that there's a little bit more value digging that you can do at receiver this week so that's at least you know my take 
as of Monday going into week 11. And then before we get into talking about the FanDuel salaries, I just want to take a minute to tell you guys about the absolute steal we have going on at Player Profiler right now. You can get our all-in package for only $50 for the remainder of this season. That means you get all five of our premium tools that are either $25 each on sale at their current steal, but you can also get the massive bargain that is all of them for 50 bucks. That would be DFS Dominator, Data Analysis, Dynasty Deluxe, all of our player rankings. But most importantly, I think I need to tell you guys about the DFS Dominator and Data Analysis, Dynasty Deluxe. You can do so much with these tools. Like DFS Dominator allows you to make so many cash and GPP lineups. Our underdog picks have been absolutely crushing it this year. That's like with the help of Ahan and Cody, I've been kind of overseeing our underdog pick generator and i think we're batting over 600 this year so even if you go and spend that 50 dollars right now on our all-in package just to use the underdog picks you could probably make that money back in no time and then data analysis is a super powerful tool that we have that allows you to search all of our player metrics even things that we don't have on player pages we have in data analysis and you can search from top to bottom In any position you can think of, you can even look at guys' prospect profiles and how they shaped up coming into the league, things like their 40 times or things that are very directly affecting the present, like their target shares. So data analysis, DFS Dominator, just two super powerful tools that I'm using every week during the season. And you can currently get them in the all-in package for only $50 for the remainder of the season. So if you haven't already go to playerprofiler.com and sign up for those. It's just an absolute steal and you can crush your fantasy leagues for for the rest of this year and for years to come. And now let's go on over to FanDuel. Here on FanDuel, same deal, you know, a few top quarterbacks. It's Josh Allen at 9,200, Jalen Hurts at 8,800, Justin Fields at 8,700, Lamar Jackson at 8,400, and Joe Burrow at 8,300. I think that Dak Prescott is a pretty good value at 7,500. And then Marcus Mariota, like I said, like his matchup, he's only 7,200 here. Not, I don't think he's quite as much of a steal as he is on DraftKings, but that's kind of, you know, talk about this most weeks where FanDuel is kind of where it just makes more sense to pay up for your elite quarterback. Over to running back, Saquon Barkley is 9,700. Joe Mixon is all the way up at 9,000 coming off of his five touchdown game. Jonathan Taylor is 8,700. He rebounded very nicely yesterday. Josh Jacobs, 8,500. Nick Chubb is 8,400. And Dalvin Cook is 8,300. Some names that I like in sort of that second running back tier that you see here on FanDuel is Damian Pierce at 7,600. I think that the Washington run defense shapes up to be a pretty good matchup for him. And he's just been absolutely crushing it in every format against pretty much regardless of the opponent. I was very surprised to see his impressive performance against the Eagles uh, last Thursday night. And then he had another pretty good game yesterday. Just gets a lot of usage on the ground. So we like Damian Pierce at 7,600. Alvin Kamara at 7,500. The Saints, of course, hosting the Rams, who will be probably without Cooper Cup. So Alvin Kamara and his involvement in the passing game for his offense. Very nice fantasy ceiling. Miles Sanders, 7,300. Cordero Patterson, 6,700. 
And then a little bit further down, Michael Carter at 6,300 and David Montgomery at 6,200, kind of outlined in the DraftKings section why I like all of those guys. Over to wide receivers, Stefan Diggs is 9,400. Justin Jefferson is 9,100. Cooper Cup is 9,000. Again, if he plays, Devontae Adams is 8,500. A.J. Brown is 8,400. And C.D. Lamb is 8,100. A little bit below them, Amon Ross St. Brown, 7,800. I like as a strong wide receiver, too. He had 11 targets yesterday, just absolutely dominating with his role on the Lions offense. Gabe Davis is 7,100. As always, his upside in any given game is massive, and he had another pretty good game with a touchdown yesterday. Chris Olave is 6,900. I expect a bounce back from him. And Devontae Smith is only 6,400. He's had a couple of quiet games these last few weeks, but we know that Jalen Hurts and the Eagles in general just love him, and I expect him to continue to get big usage. Garrett Wilson, not quite as cheap, but we still like him here at 6,200. Darnell Mooney is 6,000. Adam Thielen is 6,000. Nico Collins, also not quite as much of a steal, but he's 5,900, which is pretty good for a guy that's coming off a 10-target game. And then Michael Gallup is 5,600. He's had seven targets in each of the last two weeks. He's only turned those into four receptions each week, but I think he's just getting, he's about to pop any given week now. I can, you can kind of feel it coming, I think, with Michael Gallup. We know that he's a very big play, explosive guy, and you definitely want to be ahead of the curve when that big game is going to come from him. Mark Andrews, over to tight end, of course, is 7,700. Dallas Goddard is 6,800. TJ Hawkinson is 6,500. And Tyler Higby, not quite as much of a value on FanDuel here. He's 6,200. still think that with the roll uptick that we'll probably see for Higby, I'd expect a good outcome for him there. And then Dalton Schultz is 5,900, like the value for him. David Njoku, assuming he's able to return from his injury, 5,800. He's got a tough matchup against the Bills, but I think that he's been he's been performing pretty well when he was healthy, and I think that his price has dropped somewhat unfairly. And then Cole Komet, fifty seven hundred, very solid bargain for the guy who's been absolutely crushing the last couple of weeks. Foster Moreau is fifty six hundred. Isaiah Likely is fifty four hundred. Again, he's like your contingency plan if Mark Andrews doesn't play. And then Dawson Knox mentioned why I like him already. He's only fifty one hundred at the tight end position down to the defenses you've got the patriots leading the way here on FanDuel they're 5000 again they'll be hosting the jets the eagles are 4800 the ravens are 4700 the jets are 4600 the bills are 4500 and the cowboys are 4400 again i think the saints and the rams are both in play in a game that is probably going to be kind of low scoring and ugly offensively on both sides the Bengals are only 4,200 against the Steelers, and the Broncos are only 3,900 against the Raiders. Broncos, like we said, they're just a very good defense, and I think that they have a chance to give the Raiders trouble regardless. So that brings us down to, of course, our FanDuel lineup for the week. I decided to go with a Jalen Hurts double stack and then a Cordero Patterson and Cole Komet skinny stack. So we got Jalen Hurts with A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith, CPAT and Komet from that Bears and Falcons game, Damian Pierce as the RB2, and then rounding this out with Garrett Wilson, Michael Gallup, and the Cowboys defense. So to give you guys that one from top to bottom, it's Jalen Hurts, 8,800, 
Cordero Patterson, 6,700. Damian Pierce, 7,600. A.J. Brown, 8,400. Devontae Smith, 6,400. Michael Gallup, 5,600. Cole Komet, 5,700. Garrett Wilson, 6,200. And the Cowboys defense at 4,400. I think that the reason that I didn't use a bring back here on the Eagles stack is the Eagles defense is just so good. And I think that they're probably going to be able to get a lot of pressure on whether it's Matt Ryan or Sam Ellinger starting for the Colts. I think it probably will be Ryan since they won with him yesterday, but I think they'll get a lot of pressure on Ryan and there's a chance that they'll just completely slow down. You know, we've seen that I think the Eagles defense is just completely loaded at every level and they've been giving a lot of offenses, a lot of trouble and the Colts aren't exactly one to put up a big fight on them. I think so. I'm okay with playing Hertz without a run back in this particular week. And yeah, that's that's it for the FanDuel lineup. That is it for week 11's first mover. Thank you guys all for tuning in. Be sure to go to playerprofiler.com and get the all-in package if you haven't already. Like I said, it's the greatest steal in the entire fantasy industry right now. And you can get our DFS Dominator, our Dynasty Deluxe, our player rankings, our data analysis, just so much to offer for only $50 for the rest of the season. So make sure you're on that if you're not already. Have a great week, everybody.